ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. everyone. Welcome to episode 28 of the Soulful MBA podcast. Today's episode is all about joy. Now this episode is a little bit different because Sandy and I are in person. So we're actually interrupting our regularly scheduled podcast to bring you this episode today. If you guys could see us, it's really hilarious. We're sitting on the floor of a hotel room in Boise, Idaho, um, surrounded by pillows to (laughs) absorb some of the sound. And it's, it's really quite a sight. Yeah, so the audio quality is not going to be as good as you're used to with our podcast, so we apologize for that in advance. We're at a conference for ConvertKit, which is the email marketing tool that we use in our business. It's an amazing conference so far, and we've had so many epiphanies that we just wanted to step out during the lunch hour and actually record some of our thoughts for all of you um, who weren't able to make it to this event. And I, I think that Part of this is, is really mindset related. I think you know, a lot of times we come to conferences to learn tactics and strategies, and that's why we engage in courses online as well. But so often the real gift in these experiences is around our mindset. So let's kind of set the stage here. So yesterday we were in a mastermind in a room full of amazing entrepreneurs from around the US and Canada. And you had said something to me or in a break to me and some of our brand new friends. Tell us what that was, what you were thinking about. I just felt like there was a missed opportunity. It was a room full of really successful people, people that I think a year or two years ago, even I would have been unable to imagine myself being in. And all of us, I think, I realized sort of peeling back the masks, it was a really vulnerable open space, realizing how. Even at that stage, even at a stage of business that most people would never dream of getting to. I mean, even us just seeing some of the friends that that our new friends are so successful. I think that it was really eye-opening to see how none of us felt completely satisfied, right? Like there was still a lot of insecurity in the room. A lot of wants and a lot of wishes and a lot of like, you know, you can do better if you do this and, you know, take a look at this and you'll get more likes or views opt-ins, or opt-ins or, or dollars in the bank yeah, dollar and- dollar bill <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just an interesting um observation that it was like you know we should be so recognize how blessed we are to be here right now in this room doing what we're doing doing stuff that we love having reached this goal having reached this state of business but we're always kind of you know looking for more like I'll it'll be better when we have that, or we just need to do when we reach this. that milestone, yeah, it's or accomplish constantly that. chasing a goal. And it was not just us, right? So we're Sandy, you and I are terrible of doing this all the time to ourselves and to each other. But it was just eye opening to see all these other people are in the same place. Like we all have imposter syndrome. We all, for the most part, feel really insecure. And I think it's worth calling that out and looking at it for what it is and trying to understand why we feel that way. And what I said to you, which you were alluding to earlier, Sandy, was just that a year ago, if we had been at our business where we are now, I would have been, I feel like I would have been so excited and so happy and so eager and so proud. And now that we've reached a certain milestone, 
I'm like, yeah, but we're not there this, yet. We're not. We're not it's like you always want more and more and more. You always want to reach the next level. And you're never there, right? Because there's always a higher level. And I see this all the time in our community and with our clients, right? That's what sort of the mindset issues we see come through are about. And so, you know, we're in the same place that all of you are. And I think it's, I want to personally make it a mission to work on this because one thing I was telling you, Sandy, was that my husband is very aware that I have this insecurity complex. And, you know, I just feel often like, wow, I expected my life to be really different at the age that I'm at. And I expected to have accomplished X, Y, and Z and eradicated like climate change and, you know, all these things that I haven't done. And, you know, I wanted to be a senator. (laughs) It's just easy to get down on myself for not having accomplished all these lofty things in my mind. Like I wasn't a Rhodes Scholar. I don't have a MacArthur Genius Grant. Like these are the kinds of things that I feel sad about and sorry for myself for, which is ridiculous. And um, anyway, that's a whole other conversation that those of you who are like counselors can try to diagnose me with. But my husband has said to me, because he knows he knows my struggle and he watches me all the time. And he basically said to me, you know, you're really good being down on yourself for things that other people would be proud of if they were in your situation. Mm-hmm. And like touche, right? Touche. Like it, and I can't imagine what it's like for him or for the other people close to me in my life. For you, Sandy, to have to constantly deal with the fact that I'm never satisfied. And, you know, I think this lack of satisfaction often propels us forward and we use it as a way to light a fire under us to take action and to achieve massive success. But we never actually get to enjoy the success that we have because it's never enough. There's always a higher milestone or more to achieve. Mm-hmm. And we will see that in our clients when someone will do a challenge and is, you know, disappointed because they only had 10 participants or they, you know, create a new opt-in and they don't get the numbers that they expect. And I think our message today is that there's always something to reach for, but there's a point in time where you need to kind of stop reaching, stop comparing and just be so grateful. Like, look at all that you have achieved. And maybe you just started, you know, you've got podcast one done, or you've got your first ever video, or you did your first ever Facebook live. And it was maybe not what you expected or what you dreamed, but you did it. And I think there's so much value in just pausing and patting ourselves on the back and congratulating and just being in the moment going, yeah, I did that. I am doing it. I am doing what I set out to do, whether that's business or, you know, Life, any goal, Life. really. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think this is like the the quest for all of us who are entrepreneurs and who are dreamers and achievers. We're all in a situation where whether it's becoming a triathlete or starting an online business or becoming a registered yoga teacher, we all have these constant goals in front of us, which is amazing. But I just would like for us to actually take a moment and be able to celebrate the fact that we've taken on these journeys, even if we haven't accomplished anything on paper yet. And then when we start to reach those milestones that we set for ourselves, to pause and acknowledge it and express gratitude for having reached them. So one place for gratitude is just, hey, I took this on and I publicly decided that I'm starting a business or that I've decided to be brave and pursue this dream of becoming an entrepreneur. Just taking that leap and putting it out there publicly, even sharing it with one person is the first milestone. And then every single day that you stay committed to that dream is another cause for celebration, right? And it doesn't matter. You don't have to just save the celebrity until you reach some sort of conclusion. There's never going to be a conclusion. 
trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I'm every time I achieve something that everyone's like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. You did this. You finally got this goal, whatever you were able to achieve or accomplish or get whatever on paper, whatever initials next to your name. <laughs> it never is enough. Right. And I think that a lot of us can relate to that. So this is just, you know, we, we listened to this keynote talk earlier today at our conference and it was a talk given by Chase Reeves from Fizzle, and he's great and humble and amazing and funny and inspiring. And he gave essentially this talk about himself. And I think that it was so funny for us that we had just been talking about this yesterday privately, and then we hear the keynote speaker this morning have the same present the same thing on on stage. Yeah, and so he had a great quote from uh, I believe Mark Twain. Yeah, quote? it's comparison is the death of joy. And I think other people say comparison is a thief of joy or steals joy. But the idea is the same, that if you're constantly comparing yourself to others, that whatever you just accomplished now seems like trivial or not enough. Yeah. And that's a dangerous place to stay. So I thought what was interesting with him is that he, he was saying that you won't feel it then if you can't feel it now. And that was a really impactful statement. So if you're waiting for something to happen or waiting for that next milestone and you think you're going to be able to celebrate and, and appreciate what's happening, he's saying you won't feel that then if you can't appreciate what is happening now. And so it made us kind of you know step back and think like, what is the definition for success? What do we need to celebrate right now? And let, let's stop waiting and start celebrating the mere doing of something. Yeah. He was saying all of you in this room are doing it. And I think that's true for all of you to all of you who have chosen to be audacious and take on this idea of building a business and becoming an entrepreneur. It's a total transformation of the human self. And I can say that and attest to that, that you're a different person once you commit to becoming an entrepreneur, but your life will never be the same. And you've all, if you're listening to this and you've taken any stride to, to go ahead and start your own business or embrace the idea of starting your own business, you're already on that path. And you should sort of congratulate yourself for being willing to do that because most people would never be willing to act on that dream if that's what they have, you know, sort of set out for themselves. And even then, the people who do maybe take initial action, every single day that you stay on the path is another cause for celebration and gratitude. And Chase's comment that if you don't start feeling joy and gratitude now, you won't feel it later on when you've accomplished X, Y, or Z, I think is exceptionally true. (laughs) It's exactly right. It's a practice. Learning how to be a grateful person and a joyful person is a practice, just like any physical practice or emotional or mental practice, right? And it's one that I think we talk about in platitudes, like, oh yeah, express gratitude, be grateful. (laughs) But it doesn't actually translate very well. I think that there are some fear that we all have about coming across as egotistical or bragging or full of ourselves if we actually take a moment to acknowledge how far we've come and what we've been able to achieve. And um, I don't know, I think we're selling ourselves short. Yeah. And I, I found it a little bit depressing. Like if, like when you set these goals and you think, and when he said like, you're not going to be able to feel it then if you can't feel it now, it's like, well, what's, what's the purpose? Like there's now it's just sort of a there's no joy in anything, right? So I think we need to just appeal that back and start really defining what it is we want to feel in our life. And this is very Daniel Laporte, right? Like the whole yeah, desire mappy. 
you know, like what, you know, set up your life and your goals and your job, like by, and your family, uh, by how you want to feel. Like those are, those are the goals. Like what do you need to do to feel joy? So Jenny and I also had a conversation about like each week we have affirmations that we do. And we, we were discussing adding to that, that we are going to just take a moment, you know, say every Monday morning and just take a moment and just sort of like state the wins and just sort of appreciate for what we have done this week, where we are in our business, our partnership, our lifestyle, uh, the opportunities, you know, like there's a, a million things you could just stop and just notice. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. Another thing that Chase said was you need to learn how to define your own success. And I think that that's hard to do, right? So we can say, oh, when I achieve X milestone or Y milestone, I'll be successful. But often we don't actually feel the feelings of success. And also there's a real possibility you won't reach a certain milestone. As you advance in your business, in your life, as you set higher and more loftier goals, you, you, there's a really strong chance you won't meet some of those, right? And so how do you still feel joy and gratitude and all the other good, warm, fuzzy things you want to, to spend your life feeling if you don't. Like, I'm not a Rhodes Scholar. Like, I've missed the date, age cutoff for ever being a Rhodes Scholar, right? Like, I got to some interview process, and then I didn't advance. And there was a period in my life where I defined my entire worth <laughs> based on whether or not I would be a Rhodes Scholar. And this is really being vulnerable with everyone here, because it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy to, to think that you would live your life like that. But as a little child, that's all I wanted was to achieve that level of success. And then I didn't make it. And it sort of, I had many months in my early 20s where that sort of spun me off, right? Because I felt inadequate and unfulfilled. And I feel the same way often in, in my business and in this business that we have, right? There are always, because we are ambitious and audacious and set lofty goals, there are a lot of goals that we are not meeting, right? Like just to be honest, like all of you, and there are a lot of goals that we are meeting, but because they're the ones that we're not meeting, we don't celebrate the ones that we are achieving. And that's just a dangerous place to live. So, you know, there are a lot of destructive mental health issues that go on in the entrepreneurial space. This is, this is something we were just talking about yesterday. Yeah, Cheryl Laughlin's work is really interesting that as entrepreneurs, we often, you know, share the shiny, happy, successful, huh? look how much money I'm making side of our business. But yet there's a dark side, the things we want and we're not necessarily getting. And, and her message um, in a, the book called Killing It, uh, we referenced her, her uh, interview on the Good Life Project a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I got the book after that. And it's like her whole message is like, let's be careful and let's take care of each other. And we need to create groups and masterminds or friendships as entrepreneurs to be super vulnerable with each other because there is a lot of mental illness and eating disorders that happen in the entrepreneur space because of the struggles and the frustrations and there's depression and you know like it's it can be a very dangerous way to live so she's like 
we need to start being talking about that. We need to start telling people that this is a hard for me and that there's that, that, you know, that everyone that you've surrounded yourself with, like, I know I've been there too. I mm-hmm. had that problem and they'll pick you up, but just to stay isolated and frustrated and, you know, not be honest about where you are. Yeah. So it was just a warning to the entrepreneur yeah. space. It was interesting. It's a dangerous thing. I mean, I remember that too. My first day of law school and orientation, we got the talk about the high rates of depression and alcoholism in the profession. And I think when you're around any kind of profession or group of people that are ambitious, you run into these issues. And we all expect so much from ourselves that it's really easy to not meet every goal, right? And we have to come up with humane, kind ways of treating ourselves when those things don't happen. And we have to come up with ways of celebrating the process and the, the joy of achievement when it does happen, right? So it's a two-sided process. Um, so I, I don't know. I know for some of you, this is going to be more relevant than for others. But I think all of us can, can really benefit from just taking a moment to appreciate how far we've come, the commitments we've made to ourselves in order to take on this big, audacious goal of entrepreneurship. And to, to really own it and maybe even create space for others in the community. If you yourself are not sort of falling victim to some of these emotional traps, then, you know, maybe you can share your strategies with, with our community and with the community of entrepreneurs more broadly, because, you know, goodness knows we need to learn from you mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of how, how you're making it work and how you're finding tools and tips and strategies for finding that joy and comfort in the process itself. Are you ready to move into Joy and Hustle? Let's do it. Okay, because so, these tools are, are really relevant to this. So the Joy, we're going to suggest the five-minute journal. And this is a little journal that both you and I received a couple years ago through the mail, that, that entrepreneurship program that we took. And I just instantly loved this thing. And it was like, it's a little tiny, beautiful book that every day you write in that, you know, just something that you're grateful for something that you want to achieve that day. And you can do it in the morning and in the night. So it's this constant reminder to be grateful for wherever you are, whatever's happening in your life. It's just a moment of reflection. And I don't think we can ever underestimate the power of those small, you know, few minutes that you would take out of your day to finish this or to fill out this journal. It's, it's a beautiful little tool. I love it. So I filled mine up completely and need to order another one. But my planner that I use for my daily life, my paper planner, the Kit Life Planner, there is a little box on every single day's page that has gratitude for me to fill in something. And often I'll just look out my window and it's easier for me to feel gratitude for the natural world. That's just what I feel drawn to naturally. And so I'll often write just the sunset or the fog lifting off the mountain or the sparrow that has a nest on the side of our house or, you know, something like that. Or I'll hear my daughter laughing upstairs and I'll just write down, you know, Kennedy's laughter. Even if you don't have this particular journal, but just making sure that you have a place that's in your planner or in your Asana board or wherever you're tracking your life in your day and you're, you, you have a commitment to check in with on a daily basis, that you have a space for gratitude. Don't just think you're going to remember in your mind to stop it, and yeah. express gratitude. You need to have sort of a process in place, even if it's an iPhone notification. There are a lot of... And there's apps. I mean, there's a million things you could use, but... The five-minute journal is a really nice, lovely way to start if you don't already have a gratitude practice in place. And the hustle is another one that both you and I use all the time, and that is finding an accountability partner. 
So this is something that we're going to incorporate into our upcoming social media summer camp. This is a little plug. If you have not signed up for our social media summer camp, we recommend that you do so. You can learn all about it at soulful.mba slash camp. We're asking everyone in our camp and in our community to find a bunkmate or an accountability partner if you don't want to play along with the, the camp theme. And I think that so often we try to go it alone and we get lost in sort of a sea of despair and self-sabotage. So having a partner that you feel accountable for and that is accountable to you is a really great practice to have in place, not only to deal with kind of making it to the next level in your business as an entrepreneur to sort of hold you accountable to your tactical and strategic goals, but also to hold you accountable for the joy in your life and in your business. So often we don't acknowledge our own success, but it's, but it's much easier for someone else to sort of reflect back at us how far we've come. And Sandy and I have each other, and I honestly don't know what I would do without a, without a business partner. It doesn't have to be a business partner. It could just be an accountability partner. I've had great experiences with accountability partners in the past as well. And now Sandy and I are both sort of accountability partners and business partners, and it works great. But I think for all of you who don't have another person in your life that understands what you're doing, this is really important because most people in my life, even three and a half years in, have no idea what I do every day. Like they, I, I think they cannot possibly relate. Like my friends who work for big companies or one of my best friends runs an organic farm. Like people just simply have no frame of reference for starting a business online. And if they're not in the space, they can't really appreciate or understand what you do. And you often don't want to bore them, right? By constantly talking about, oh my gosh, I got 100 new people in my Facebook group this week, right? Like nobody wants to hear that. So you need somebody who does want to hear that and who can help you celebrate those joys and share in those achievements and provide a strategic second set of eyes into what you're doing. So we really encourage you all to have that. If you don't already, you can come into our community and find one. There are plenty of people in there who are amazing that you can draw from. And um, yeah, we'd love, yeah, to, we'd think, love to see it happen we'll, for you. Uh, yeah, we'll create a post around that in the group. And then we'll explain how it can work, like what, what the sort of top tips of how to make that a successful relationship. All right. Yeah, that's good. And again, we are going to put in a little plug because registration is now open for our summer camp. It's soulful.mba slash camp. It's a four-week free social media summer camp where we're going to dive into Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and YouTube to share some best practices for growing your following online. So that's another reason to, to feel joyful. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about what we've created. So, all right, I think that's a wrap. And uh, if you have a moment, we would really appreciate a review and rating on iTunes. So if you could head over to soulful.mba slash iTunes, let us know what you think. Uh, it really makes a difference and keeps this podcast going. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba slash sample. Yeah.